0: Hey everyone, we're the Book Witch Society. I'm Alondra. I'm
1: Shay. I'm Amal. And I'm Virginia. And
0: this is the
1: Non-Book Club. Hey, book witches, and welcome back to another episode of the Non-Book Club. Today, we're discussing a highly controversial book in our group, The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker. This may have been the first time we didn't all immediately agree about a book, and I personally can really feel the animosity towards me every time this book is brought up since our february wrap-up so buckle in while we discuss whether or not jonah is worth all the hype as always this is your spoiler warning for all things related to the simple wild and if you haven't read the book please pause the pod and come back to listen um as well as the trigger warnings for this one is cancer grief and death we'll start off with our overall thoughts and the ratings
0: i'll go first i'm all wrong
1: just,
0: (laughs) just kidding um no, I, as someone who's rated books that everyone else gave five stars less than, what did you end up giving it a model? Like a three
1: point seven. Three point seven five. I don't think that's bad. Laugh.
0: Like recently, no. I've been giving books that I liked like a three point five. It just wasn't anything special to me. Like
1: so, I don't the know. thing with I'm me like, like, is, I thought I would change it to higher once I read the second book, hmm. but forty percent into the second book, I want to lower my rating.
0: Oh no. Yeah, um, I, I just wanted to apologize because if for our listeners, I mean on the previous pod you kind of attacked them all, and I don't think a 3.75 <laughs> is bad. Had you given it like a two, perhaps I would have been a little bit angrier. But a 3.75 is still like a solid, you know, B C plus. Yeah. Um, I gave it five stars. I absolutely love the book. Um, I started this book in the middle of start of reading other books, and I was reading the Chloe Brown trilogy or the Brown Sisters trilogy. And I started this book and I was I was like, okay, well, I want to go back to I I just didn't think I would get so into it. And then all of a sudden I couldn't put it down. Um, And I usually try to read series like all through so I can stay in that world. And this one, I just I picked it up and I couldn't put it down. Um, I love them. It really made me think about a lot of things because, you know, from the outset, it's very easy to blame Ren and sometimes I still do blame Ren for leaving Kala. Or I guess technically they left, but like that's his daughter and he never wanted to go visit her in 13 years. And it just made me think about a lot of things. I liked Jonah a lot. I know that's a little bit of a controversial point because he can't be an asshole, but I love assholes because like, they're really the right type of asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gave it a five out of five. I liked it.
2: I also gave it a five, and a bit like Alondra, when I started reading the series, I just I I couldn't put it down. I think I read like the um the thir- the first three like like back to back and didn't stop. And for me, it was, like, because it was way more than just the romance. I really liked the whole exploration about family and relationships. And basically, the fact that everyone is flawed, but somehow no one was, like, the bad person in all of it. Like, they all had their flaws. They all had things they wished they would have done differently or that they could have changed. Or, I don't know, I just really liked that, that no one was villainized throughout the whole thing. It was very... For some reason, I also found it very a very comforting read. Um, I really liked it. It just, I don't know, I just felt, I just really liked the vibe that I, when I was reading it.
0: This definitely is a comfort read. It has like mm-hmm. the makings of a comfort read for me.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a comfort read for me. Um, and I definitely agree with Virginia, like, felt very balanced in terms of everybody's faults like no one person was more at fault than the other um but I have read the first three and let uh, separating the books I will give the simple wild five out of five stars but my reading the second book my likeness for Jonah has lessened um so it I that doesn't necessarily like affect my reading of the first book but it does like taint certain things about him in the book I guess so I I ended up rather than enjoying both Jonah and Kala's story and Kala exploring you know her relationship with her dad and um her development and who she became while she was in alaska um i i like her and jonah's relationship a little bit less and i prefer her relationship with her dad and mabel and agnes and like that whole aspect um like uh, yeah i don't know I um, yeah
2: can honestly like if i'm not going through a knee-jerk reaction i can understand why um, not everyone will get attached to jonah because i think one of the things that would have helped was having jonah's pov because there's a lot of things he's going through that we just fi- we find out like secondhand, and we're just left to interpret that you know be- giving him the benefit of the doubt that it's because of the way he's handling something or what is he thinking and that can affect his like ability. And I like that's my opinion. Like I, maybe mm-hmm. that's the thing. But I, I think that have, if we had like his POV, maybe not because I know that even on TikTok, I think not everyone is a fan of his. But I, I think that if we had his POV, like some of the things that he does would probably not be seen the same way. And yeah, he's an asshole. I'm not going to pretend that he's not. But like I don't think yeah. I said, I like that.
3: My issue was never really with the fact that he was an asshole because. I love my fair share of assholes in books, but, and it wasn't so much like his behavior and it's not something that I think his point of view would have added anything to or lessened my dislike of him. It was pretty much the way that he handled situations in the second book and even his explanations when him and Callow were communicating what was going on, I just, I didn't vibe with it, I guess um like because that and that's why I don't think that his POV would have made a difference for me because his explanation of things just completely like and how he handled it just completely like turned me off of him I guess yeah that's the first how, book I was I all know. for him but
1: yeah see for me it was like I know that a lot, uh Virginia said that the reason I didn't like it when we talked about it in the wrap-up is because I didn't have his POV but I read single POV books about assholes and I've mm-hmm. never felt like this disdain for any other person than Jonah. And I don't know what it is about him that just fucking I just hate it so much. And and I've tried like I tried going into the second book with an open mind that you know Jonah was also going through stuff and with like his own dad and stuff. But I just couldn't get over the fact that he treated Kella like so terribly when he like blamed her for everything that happened with him and Ren, with, with her and Ren. Sorry, as if Ren mm-hmm. doesn't hold some responsibility for not trying to reconnect with her. And like all, right off the bat, like he knew that she didn't know that Ren was dying. We have already established this. Right. Like he she says it, mm-hmm. we know at the end. And just the way he treated her and just made it all her fault. At least that's how I saw it when I was reading it. But And it's just like, how can you fault someone who didn't know what was happening, but also be like, oh, you never tried. But Ren didn't try either. I also
3: don't think he really knew about their
2: phone calls he found that the same day that he went to pick up Kala so I think yeah, yeah
1: but okay but that's but in terms of like her- him the right to be an asshole to her when she didn't yeah. know all she knew was that he was sick and being sick doesn't automatically mean you're dying that's just not how As it is someone- but for me personally I can overlook an asshole when it's in a book that is like outside the realm of possibility for me so like mafia or like billionaires it's like oh whatever that's just how the world is, but when it's something that's so realistic, like there are pilots, you know, people go to Alaska and live there, there all the time. Obvious. But like, it was so what? hard to. There what? are, but like, you don't hear love stories about them, right? This but, is, like, the mean, mean. That is <laughs> billionaires. I do. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Was, so that's easier uh, well, to well, overlook when they're assholes. But like, I'll when ca- something,
0: Pinot, Alcachino, <laughs> Alcachino
1: but yeah so like with this one it was like realistic enough where I was just like if I had been in Kala's position I would not be with Jonah
0: there's two points I want to make and this isn't me like it's your opinion (laughs) um I think the first thing is Jonah very clearly like idolized Ren and I just think he didn't want to see that Ren was in my opinion like if between Ren and Kala, Ren was more at fault than Kala because she was a child. And then when we get to like Ren and the mom, I think that's more equal because they both, you know, I think that they both did things wrong there. But I think that for Jonah, um, he just idolized Ren so much that he didn't want to think about the fact that Ren was really a shitty dad to Kala. Like in 13 years, he never once wanted to go see her. And I love Ren, but not once in 13 years, that's that's shitty. And I don't think that Jonah wanted like he didn't, he idolized Ren. So the only way for him to like, kind of make sense of the fact that he hadn't seen his daughter in 13 years was to blame Kala and Kala's mom. And I think that's why he was an asshole. And also as someone who, when it gets like in stressful situations, my anxiety reacts by like being a bitch. I kind of understand that like part of Jonah being a bitch to her or being an asshole to her. Cause I know when I'm like stressed or sad that I can be a big bitch and I'm kind of like, leave me alone, no one talk to me. Um, and then when I'm forced to do things, I just know it's going to go wrong. So I feel like Jonah was kind of forced to go get Kala and he wasn't given the space to be like, to deal I'm, I'm going to be an asshole. I'm going to you know, try to deal with this. He was told, like, go get Kala. Um, and I'm not saying what he did was right. But I kind of understood it. Um,
2: yeah, I agree with that, with Alondra because I think that the reaction is it's messy and it's it's human. And that's kind of what, what, what I like about the book. Because was was um was Jonah right the way he blamed Kala? No, but again he just found out that Ren was dying. He idolized Ren. He basically saw Ren as a sur- surrogate father, and given his own relationship with his dad, he had a lot of things to work through. And I think that's what because even when we first when Kala first found finds out that her dad is dying, she doesn't have the most sympathetic like reaction. I'm literally, and, like.
0: Okay, I'm still gonna go to the club. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much.
1: So, she didn't know he was dying. She just knew he was sick. But still That's like, different. Sick doesn't mean dying. That's the thing, right? Sick doesn't automatically mean dying. Even cancer doesn't automatically mean dying. She found guess, out he was sick and then she wanted to finish what her night was going to be.
2: Yeah, but again, I'm, <laughs> I'm not
1: blaming anxious.
2: I'm not blaming any of them for their reaction because I, I think that I and Again, part of like maybe it's because of part of my job is always understanding when people react in very messy ways and h- help them deal through that. I, I just I can't blame someone for dealing with an emo- their emotions in a way that are not appropriate all the times. And the the thing that I is also that he didn't stay that way all the time. Like he was an asshole at the beginning. He he judged Kala on the way she presented herself. But Things evolve, things change, and even then, like she wasn't necessarily like always. I, I don't know how to. I wait. What's the word I'm looking for? Because they were both judging each other. Basically, he was judging her for being a city girl, and he she was judging him for being like in the middle of Alaska.
3: <clears throat> <laughs> I think my issue at least with the way that he treated her solely lies in the fact that he seemed to hold his relationship with Ren in higher regard than whatever relationship Kala did or didn't have with her dad. Um, like almost like it, it, at times it felt like he was almost rubbing it in her face that he had a closer relationship with her dad than he did or than she did. Um, And so, like, it just, I don't know. I don't really sympathize with people who don't have the sense to not put themselves in somebody's shoes, but at least try and understand that, like, hey, this is hard for them, too, just as hard as it is for, like, me going through this situation, you know? So I just, I don't know. I don't mind the fact that he was an asshole but i do mind the fact that he didn't try because i think that their judgmentalness of each other like virginia was saying was very different he was judging her for being a city girl in almost a way that he had like uh this not disgust but like distaste for it where she wasn't necessarily like looking down on him for being an alaska bush pilot she was looking down on like him was for the way more, that he was treating her yeah
1: so i think her judgment of him was directly influenced by what he was doing to her yeah but um didn't he like when his dad died he wasn't able to go see him right like he chose not to go see him
3: uh so, i don't know if he chose not to or, if or he couldn't right? had like go- he
1: didn't yeah there, he didn't get to see him. i think
3: well i think he did see him but not i think there was a time period where he like saw him and then there was some time before his dad died
1: yeah so it's so it's something that he has been in cala's shoe right like cala found out her dad's sick, and she went to make things right for whatever reason yeah she didn't do it right but she was trying more than what he did so it's it's kind of like he was jealous also of the time Mm -hmm. that she was getting with ren then yeah that he got with his dad but yeah which is the thing is he saw this happening and he still hindered her ability to like which is another thing that bugged me in the second book
3: because throughout the second book she was trying so at least in my perspective she was trying so hard to fit into this Alaskan life and to make something of their time there even when he like uh you know like got them this house without asking her whatever she, I, in my perspective she was trying so hard just like she was in the first book and the fact that he refused to see that in both cases is just like it it almost kind of like makes him very self-centered which is I, didn't I think that played way. into my yeah, I like that way because too. because he's not taking out his emotion. Um, like not taking out his emotions, but he's not taking himself out of the equation and seeing that she is in a new place that she does not know anything about, surrounded by all these people that know like her dad and vaguely know of her, like she's just a fish out of water essentially, but she's still trying. And it's very evident that she's trying, yet he refuses to see that or make any sort of acknowledgement of that, which is what I think it's
1: because he's like a big picture type of guy and she's more like, small events which small details I mean she yeah. literally moved her whole life for you she can't be looking at the big picture right now she's in the process of it's you know, like starting steps. a new life yeah and yeah. For, for him because that's familiar grounds for him if in my opinion it felt like he was just doing all these steps without taking like everything that happened like him buying the house and like moving in a place where he, she didn't hadn't agreed to.
3: Wait, well, she, was agree, like under, she, she be
0: agree to he, he didn't buy the house without talking to her. He,
3: oh sorry, uh, yeah, but
0: he, told her well, her that uh, he okay, so to. taking he, taking
1: he her to told the told house. Yeah, yeah but, but that's that was very
0: like i'm buying the house. Though. Yeah, sorry, not
1: buying, but like Spraying like the, the guy house had, on, but her. the thing is, yeah, he didn't buy the house, but he had already told the guy that he was going to buy the house. You know, yeah. Like he was, he I don't remember his name, but interested. he had already. Yeah, but no, but that guy already knew the way he, the guy was talking to Jonah and Kala. It was as if the deal was done, as if it so was whatever a done deal other than yeah. So whatever that they didn't sign the document. It's like when you yeah. so whatever, on, whatever no so whatever Jonah talked to the guy about with, it was enough of a conversation where the guy was like, okay, yeah, this is done deal, and, and I uh, it also might like.
3: Oh, I just need to convince her that it's okay. Yeah, it, to get her to sign on. Like like, Let she, me see what she thinks.
1: Yeah, I mean they compromise in the end, but in my opinion, yeah. it felt like the what I have read is that she just kept compromising, compromising, compromising. See, That's not the mm-hmm. way I, mean, I saw
2: it. Because
1: and I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm I still at the, right at the point where she meet, uh, that lady comes over and she's like telling Kala all these things that she needs to do with the garden. Oh. Now. Even though Calla, I actually
3: really grew to like her, even though, yeah, like, the I, that's the thing. thing I'm only I'm not...
1: literally, literally just at that part where the lady had just yeah. left, and Cal was like, Well, now I have to do all this stuff. But, like, <laughs> in my, if what I saw was someone moving to a new place, and then there's all these expectations put on her when she, and for me, it felt like she wasn't even sure if she wanted to be there. And, mm-hmm. like, obviously, she loves Jonah and she wants to be with him and she doesn't want to be like her mom. But I know in the, for me, I saw that. In the back of her head, she would always think about what happened with her mom and. But see, that's second, the thing. Not second guess it, but.
2: That's why I didn't see it as her actually compromising all the time because she didn't. She always had a foot out until like the big blowout in the in the second book. But if we go back to the first book, when you guys are saying that sometimes he would put uh, his relationship with Ren first, I never saw Jonah's and Ren's relationship as a threat to Kala's rel- own relationship with Ren, Honestly, the one that. I saw the biggest threat was Mabel like that when I read like the chapter when Kala thinks that Mabel might be like Rand's child like I know Mabel was 13 but like my first instinct was like oh my god get that annoying child out of this mm-hmm. book. Like, what is she doing? That's not her dad. Like give Kala time with her dad. I never had that in like that, that reflects with Jonah cause they were coworkers and they were like more friends than father-daughter, uh, father, mm-hmm. father-son relationship. But I, I saw Mabel more as a threat than, than Jonah to their relationship.
3: I, well, and to your point that Kala always had one foot out the door I think that in part played by was, you know, kind of because of the fact that Jonah at the end of book one was like, We could be anywhere. As long as we're together, I can fly anywhere and it doesn't matter. Yet he uproot I mean, obviously it was partially her choice, but he uprooted her life, stuck her in the middle of nowhere and just but like I don't think it was
0: it it wasn't partially her choice. It was it her, was her choice. choice. Like he didn't I'm, i mean
3: i'm talking about in terms of moving to alaska but also the house i still have a choice
1: though she i don't say think... no yeah and i don't think you would have yeah, but, but the thing is she's so afraid of losing jonah that she wouldn't have said no that, still that's so, that's how she I still had it. a
2: choice but she still had a choice that's the that's thing still a
1: choice to
0: me though like it's she didn't still... have
2: a gun to her head it's no but it's
3: it never said i'll break about... up with
2: you if you say no
3: No, but it's more about the fact that, and these are her own issues to deal with. I'm not saying it's all on Jonah, that she did more compromising than he ever did. But, and I I don't also think that, I don't see Mabel's relationship with Ren as a threat. And I also don't see Jonah's relationship with Ren as a threat. I think that he used it as a way to judge Kala. I don't think it was like a threat in the book i don't
2: think he was judging kala until he because um he because jonah obviously didn't have all the information and, and at some point when he like he realizes that well ren is not perfect and he makes his mistake and the way he handled his relationship with kala and i i think that's where i think having his pov would have helped because it would have been um it was been easier to see what he knew what I know and his his process because everything we're saying was like we're just inferring like between how kala because even then, I don't think Kala felt ju- like she felt judged by Jonah. I'm not gonna say she didn't, but regardless of her relationship with Ren, I think they got past that very early on because she wasn't trying at first either. Like, she was trying, she was avoiding Ren. Like, like there well, were she was old- avoiding him. Because I don't she think she not like want
1: him. No, but she- Ren was avoiding her. He but was she also felt like he didn't want her there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I don't think. It- it- I don't think it was her avoiding him because she would wake up and he would already be gone. Yeah. Because he was living his life, you know? Like she came to visit him and she he was living his the rest of his life that he wanted to. Because she did
3: make the effort of avoiding being there. Well, she mm-hmm. she made the... And I can understand why he was avoiding it because he had the sense that he, he, he knew he was dying. And I'm sure he probably had some sort of fear about them getting close and it hurting more than it would have if she wasn't there yeah but my I think that a part of Jonah did hold her relationship with Ren against her um but I think that Kala and Mabel had a lot in common which is why I don't think that Mabel's I didn't have the same sort of reaction that you did when we thought that Mabel was her sister only because Kala kind of went through the same thing and where her dad wasn't around so Simon was her dad in the sense that Mabel's dad wasn't around so Ren um, was a father figure when
2: Kala thought that Mabel might be her sister my mind went like oh fuck no but again (laughs)
0: like it's because you and me are jealous bitches
2: because I know I was
0: like oh fuck no like I had a pit in the in my stomach and I didn't (laughs) hate Mabel well, I just hated the situation but I'm just so jealous yeah I, I was so like I was
1: Mabel like, stop coming over Bella I think, if, time it, dad. I think <laughs> if that had been her her sister she would have forgiven Ren a lot sooner mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yeah, she yeah. would have
1: been mad that she didn't know about it but she would have understood I why Ren like, like
2: I know I'm not Kala but yeah. if I would have been Kala
0: I would have been madder actually if that you was my really? sister I think yeah. at first I would have mattered then I would have been un- understood no i don't think i would ever understand i still I feel better and Ren then Ren, more i mean like, and more rejected then afterwards i love red yeah. i think this is this is gonna segue us into something else like who do you guys think was more at thought or susan because i love red and i don't and i didn't expect him to follow susan to a place where he knew he couldn't be happy but why didn't he ever go visit her and i know it's like why didn't susan go visit him but like I don't think either I, I, of them were. I
2: think both of them were so stuck in hoping the other one would give in that. But it's neither like made was a Bella, and that How so how long um I
1: don't... how long after they broke up did she uh, find Simon? I think it was like
0: four or five years. Yeah, uh, I was looking for a
2: tr- for a throuple. Honestly, I think with Simon, with both I of them, they would have sorry. been very. Huh?
3: <laughs> I don't blame that I, I was not rooting for a thripple with them. You oh. normally I do. Normally I'm like, yes, give me give me the threple, give me polyamorous, but for them I was not quite only because I don't think not to like diss on Simon, but I just I don't see him being that open. Yeah. I because don't... of what he would say when Kala asked him about Ren yeah, that's and the true. mom.
0: I don't blame Kala for like her relationship with Red. Because I just like from her perspective, where he never tried. Like
2: both parents were to blame, actually. Cause from what we
0: neither seen, one
3: of them wanted to compromise. Yeah. And it's and- like
0: they were both affecting Kala's life. And I get like you're hurt, <laughs> but Kala deserved to see her dad. And I think it's like
2: And even then we see like the mom was more in contact with Ren than Ren with Kala. So I'm like, couldn't the mom had helped a bit?
1: I think after the 12th or the birth, the recital that he never went to, that's when there was like no yeah. contact. I think before that there was. But even then it's like for 20
0: something years, he didn't even see her. Like he talked to her, but he didn't see her. And I just, I, it's hard for me to get over that because I love Ren. And I think Susan still could have gone to him, but like, if your kid's not coming to you, then you go to her. Like, yeah. and that's just hard for me to get over. And again, I love Ren and like, but sometimes I'll think about things like that. It's kind of like with all your perfects for me, the thing that Graham did, like if I see Graham by himself, I'm like, oh, he's perfect. And I I remember this thing he did. And it's the same with Ren. Like I like Ren, but then I remember that he didn't see his daughter for 20 plus years and didn't talk to her for 13 plus years. And it's like, (laughs) I get you're emotionally constipated and you don't know how to deal with it, but that's still your daughter. I don't know. I think
2: I never understood because it all—it seemed that they have they had money, so why couldn't they they send Kala for like the summer in Alaska or something? Like it seemed like but that would be doable. I
1: think it's because when she got old <laughs> enough, that whole thing happened where he never showed up, and, and then, that was like the last straw. Even
0: because then, I don't want to. I don't think that's fair though, to expect Kala to go to him. Like he's an adult, he's a dad, and no, I but think like, like it, it would have been an option though. Yeah, but I don't think it's the most. I don't like know. I don't mo- like Susan most- could have sent
2: Kala to Alaska when she was like when she was younger. Like I don't Yeah, know. I think they
0: could have, but I don't think it's I think the crux of that was more on Ren and Sue, like not and even- like would he even
1: be around to take care of her when he's flying? Yeah. I-, I don't know. I feel
0: like Ren was a literal pilot, and for him to not like even go yeah. see his daughter no, I agree. 20 years, it just makes me really mad when I think about it. And again, I get that. He was emotionally constipated. He didn't know how to deal with his feelings. He missed her. He didn't want to ruin the marriage with the uh, with Susan and Simon, which we like learned later on as part of the reason why he didn't go because he knew he was going to affect their marriage. But you brought someone into this world and then you let her go and then you didn't see her for twenty years. That's just really hard for me to wrap my head around. Uh, I
2: agree.
0: I really like Kala. I think that you know we're not choosing between Kala and Jonah, but I really like Kala. Uh, I think she just kind of got the short stick with like her dad, like it almost seemed like he just wasn't as willing to try, and the mom wasn't as willing to try to like have Ren in her life. Um, I'm really glad she had Simon. I fucking love Simon. Simon is mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters, he's just mm-hmm. so emotionally stable. I was trying to find apologist. if I could
3: see when like how long it had been, but uh, it didn't mention I could, it that I noticed.
0: I really like Simon. I love that like even though he's her stepdad, he like that's his daughter too. Um, sometimes I, like, think Simon deserved someone who loved him, like, Absolutely. super passionately. And, but I also think that maybe that just wasn't a thing for Simon. Like, he didn't need the passion. He just needed the love. Um, I don't know. I really, that's what like, gets me thinking about a bunch of things. Cause I'm like, Simon deserved better. I don't like Susan. But then it's like, I can't blame Susan because Ren also didn't try. And-
2: yeah, that, that was really sad. Cause at the end you, you realize that a part of Susan... Always loved Ren like with everything she got like and Ren Ren and Susan like always loved each other like through the end, like there was a part of them that belonged to the other.
0: And... Agnes and Simon. They should have yeah. been together.
1: Agnes <laughs> and Simon.
2: <laughs> and that made me feel for Simon. And but uh, again, well, I was actually like,
1: sad about Agnes and Ren too. Yeah.
2: It was I, I find that there was a lot of bittersweet moments, but for, for me, it added to the depth of the book about how everyone is is flawed. And they all, because they all handle things ways that maybe they could have done better.
0: Who do you think is the least flawed character? Simon? The
2: least, yeah, Simon. Like, Simon, <laughs> I think Simon. He's
0: literally a therapist, isn't he? Yeah. Perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah, Simon was there to. to I think to...
0: Agnes is pretty unflawed for me, too. I think she's just trying to do her best for her mm-hmm. daughter. And she, she was, was nice to Kala. She was nice to see when the she knows Susan literally. Like-
1: yeah, when she's talking to Kala and Kala asks her if there's ever, um, if there will be a way that she'll get to be with a guy she likes, and she's like, not anymore because Ren's dying, that was really sad to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, I, th-
2: I think that the, because Kala and Jonah obviously are there to mirror the relationship between Ren and Susan, except that like Jonah put it very, well that he is not gonna be another Ren so I think he went the other route where he's just too vocal about what he wants instead of just not saying anything so because I think the first the first book was more about getting like Ren not not Ren Jonah not falling to the same patterns as Ren and the second one was more about Kala not falling to the same traps as her mom but I feel like it mirrors the relationship Perfectly. And it kind of makes you realize that Ren and Susan could have, if they had been more willing to compromise less rigid in their, rigid in their ways, maybe they could have worked things out. But then that makes me feel sad for Simon because it makes him feel like the second choice. And yeah, he, he deserved better.
0: So what do you guys wish you'd seen more of in the book? And in our little chapter notes, we have the milk. <laughs> um I don't know if shay and amal want to go head on this whole milk situation a little bit um, of contention
1: for us I my think- only issue is that we know that he went to another city okay we we know whatever but since it was never like like kala never acknowledged well she acknowledges that he got her the milk but he, she never talks about how he went to another city for it like it felt like this grand gesture that everyone on TikTok is talking about that never, there's like no payout for it.
3: But, but why That's is That's my problem the, with it. When big right. gestures
1: happen, you want a payout. You want her to acknowledge it. You want her to even just be like, oh my God, like you did Let's this for see, me. But why like, is the like, semantic me when of you it being- me,
3: But why is the semantic of it, of him going to another city, the point that you get stuck on rather than him just getting the milk that she prefers?
1: I just, because- there was I, there was hardly any acknowledgement of that either. She was like, "Yeah, you e- got me the And if, She says, "Thank even you, reluctantly." Because even if somebody first-
3: goes ah! to another. No, because okay, no, because
1: the people on TikTok, the way they romanticize this part where they're like, it's such a grand gesture, but when they're for me, there was no payout for the gesture, so it was just so it frustrating for, for me, me yeah. to read that. That's
0: what made it even better for me. He just did it, he didn't even tell yeah, me. But, but like, see, they, like, like but the thing is, is when, when this happened, they, they hated
1: that. each other. It was like the second day they knew each other, and he did this. There wasn't even a callback to it later where she realized that he went to another. City when he goes to another like when he takes her to take the but um, the thing water. is it's not even about it being from
3: another city like if the the person that I like even went to three different groceries, there was no, uh, grocery no stores there but no there there. there's no payout for that there's no for that why is there, why there a
0: romantic gesture that, when it's, sh- it's, it's just just no gesture payout. of him make it better isn't it the worst
1: no it doesn't make it better because it feels like a pointless point. Isn't it the worst? Nothing <laughs> about Jonah has gotten us wild up with this fucking milk. But it's
3: not even on you Jonah, that's <laughs> Yeah. Why are you why are you why are you using that as a contention point for Jonah when it's kala who doesn't acknowledge that it was from a different city? Yeah,
1: I I agree. I, that's what I'm saying. There was no payout from her. Oh, put, okay.
3: I'm gonna put you in a little scenario. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Go ahead you, uh, you come visit my house and you, you can't eat, you can't eat meat that was cooked. I don't know. I'm not, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll go to the store and I'll get you halal something. And then I, I bring it back and I'm like, <sighs> and then you're like, oh, eating. And then like three days later, I'm like, Hey, ma, can you go get me this? And you're like, no. And you're like, and then I'm like, but I'm I went to go get you meat. Isn't that really annoying? Like constantly having to like refer back to this nice thing that I did. It's like, why do you why, why is it needed? I just did it because I like you. I don't. Um, yeah, but, but that's
1: if- the thing. That he at that point they didn't like each other.
0: He but was he already
1: it, such an he asshole to her.
0: For her, he cared enough to do that. He just that's wanted her thing. to
2: have. And everyone agreed that Jonah was a good person in oh, the um, in the city they, they were at. Like no one no was one... like Jonah's an asshole. And like, we're not saying like how jo- how great Jonah is. Although I'm not. I'm saying, saying that
1: him. there was no payout from Kala's point of view. I'm not faulting Jonah for doing it. My pay, my then my issue is not issue, but my like the what I got stuck on because it, it. At that point, I was already annoyed with Jonah and Kala, Okay. And when you? I got to the milk part, it was just like there was no. It feels like, like you have when this, you grand can- gestures like this happen so early on when the when the characters still hate each other usually there's something or like an acknowledgment that this person did something so nice for her but all she does is like oh yeah thanks and then that's it. I, I think,
3: can kind of you see your point TikTok? as to it being glossed over from Callis perspective in just the sense that she never really acknowledged like oh, hey, he did this really nice thing for me. There has to be some good quality and maybe he's not the asshole that I thought he was. Yeah, there was nothing like that. I I, I understand that, but also- He hadn't had her coffee. (laughs) I don't see, I mean, like, I don't even care about it being- milk from another city whatever like he could go fucking 20 minutes down the road and it would still hold the same sentiment to me but i can i can see your point of it being glossed over in her perspective that like oh maybe i judged him too harshly for being an asshole however he was still very much an asshole and judging her on things out of her control so I can I can see why it wasn't such a big deal to her because it's like, yeah, he did this nice thing, but he hasn't changed his attitude towards me. He is still judging me. He's still faulting me for things that my dad also did. So I, he I never I, said I don't things. No, I think I think, about I think it.
1: my problem is that uh, I saw this scene like on TikTok, and it was one of the scenes people <laughs> used to. I had my hand up first. <laughs> she did say thank you. She did say I thank you. No, no, I'm not saying She thanked him, minutes. and that was <laughs> it. Okay. No, she just I'm said thank you for break break that. Break that was nice dog. of you.
3: No, I had my hand up like this. She okay. Here are her exact words. He goes, "Have you enjoyed been enjoying your soy milk these past couple mornings?" She said, "Thank you for that. That was nice of you." He said, "I didn't do it for you. I did it for everyone who has to be around you." And then that was the end of the scene, and it moves. Yeah. So
1: I think my problem is, is that I saw it so much on TikTok, and it was one of the thing plot point people were using to recommend this book. And when they, it was like a one paragraph acknowledgement is what made me angry. Well, why are you Mm -hmm. faulting the book and Kala and Jonah for your? Yeah, but I'm. That's not. You think my dislike has to be rational? Sometimes you just (laughs) come high for the book.
0: If you're gonna be this. This age, I have dislike other books too. I really hate bonds, that
1: people have people recommend recommend uh, the Ravenhood series. I, I hate. No, I <laughs> hate when people recommend the Ravenhood <laughs> series by, by the. See, but the thing uh, is, you love rainy days, months. don't you, baby?
0: This has been a thing
1: where you. I cannot fault
3: Caliph for not paying. The thing is, is I can't fault I ask, for not paying that <laughs> much. Okay, sorry, sorry, one hundred. What are you saying?
0: It's been what? a thing for months, where it's like he didn't get in the mail. He got in the mail. Yeah, but that's the oh, thing. Probably. So I, I I'm just explain, explaining. Yeah, but, you, but I'm
1: explaining <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> when I ask you to explain, it's because of a TikTok, it doesn't even have to do with the book. It has to do with TikTok.
3: But
1: the but thing but it yeah, does it is, is, I'm t- I'm explaining you know my thought process. I'm telling you what I saw, <laughs> and then what I received in the end, and I didn't receive that. And people to. I, I just think it's misleading. Uh, that's the TikToker's problem. But, like, even in the book itself, like, I couldn't find, like, a re- <laughs> redeeming, like, <laughs> like, aspect of that scene. Like, for me, that just didn't happen.
2: You're right. You should have slept with
3: him right then. Uh, but-, but the thing is, is he I said... I did not he literally think she said- has
1: to sleep with him. I just think that people... But this is such an important point. It's because point.
3: he said, I didn't do it for you. I did it for everybody who has to be around you. So, not only did he return her sentiment of saying thank you with a somewhat insult, I can't blame her for not paying more attention to that. When his response to her saying thank you was, and eh, it wasn't for you, is so you wouldn't. Yeah, so then be why do we romanticize you? this I'm moment? Had now. He had to bring it
0: right. up for her to say thank you. This is going to be our last podcast episode. <laughs>
1: we are the one who wanted to do this I heard he I like I just the thing is even after <laughs> that I point I have... tried to get on board with Jonah and Kala like I am even reading the second book for you guys and I it literally has put me into two different slumps and
3: well, don't force I'm yourself, trying
1: it... I'm trying to go I... into it without being like a bitch to Jonah or to Kala <laughs> or everyone involved so but I just can't look past certain things of like what he did what she did like and the whole situation itself like I just it's just not a book that I like oh, sorry
0: don't read the book no, no. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't yeah but out. I'm trying to
1: prove to you that I'm not just like you know disliking it just because of a TikTok. of something right like I'm trying to see other parts of him I'm trying to see other things that could make me like the book but, but so see, far the in book- the into the second book I just dislike Jonah and Kella even more
2: but if you're reading the book for only the romance I think that's what. Like, that's not
1: but that's not what i'm reading it yeah. for i'm trying yeah, to see other things no. that's what i'm trying to see right i'm trying to see other aspects of the story and of, to like see who they are as it, people. It, it, like who they become and how they are together like it's not just about romance but i just i don't know but see how you I felt about the first positive. book
3: is how i feel about the second book <laughs> yeah I think you
2: guys are being too harsh on, on, on Jonah and kind of making Kala this kind of martyr.
1: I'm, I'm not harsh though, on Jonah I don't because like of how harsh she was, was on Kala. Yeah, I, just, I, 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 I don't think Kala's perfect today. either. I just have a lot more issues with what Jonah did because he knew the whole picture and he treated her like this
3: well, when he didn't she didn't know exactly,
1: exactly the whole picture. Well, he, no, he, I'm talking about Ren's diagnosis.
2: And he didn't. And I did.
1: He knew what Kala knew. Wait, he didn't I know think, he was.
2: I think Alondra's trying
1: to yeah, say uh no, Jonah knew he was dying.
2: <laughs> he learned it this he learned it like an hour before he had to go pick up
1: Kala. Like Yeah, but he <laughs> still knew it for a lot longer than Kala did.
3: For Doesn't like mean he hour? didn't think Bren would change his mind after knowing Kala or spending time with Kala.
1: he didn't though. Jonah had to force Ren to say it.
0: I think we can all agree that Ren did not handle his emotions in the best way. So
1: I don't him. think anyone in that has, book handled their anybody emotions in the
0: that right book?
1: way. Uh, Simon? Yeah, maybe Simon.
2: But see, that's what I <laughs> liked about the book. He has professional training. He doesn't yeah, the, I think that's
1: what
2: I liked about the book because yeah. it felt like everyone's reaction kind of felt normal. Like, there was no one, like, there was no over-the-top dramatics or, like, some kind of perfection in the reaction. Like, everyone was human and it was that were flawed, and I like that. And because sometimes, I'm going to also, I'm going to enjoy, like, sometimes they make characters are like this, like, they make characters assholes, but they're also, like, perfect at the same time, which is kind of weird. I'm not saying I don't enjoy those characters, but I also enjoy the fact that those characters had, like, circumstances out of their control, and that they didn't handle everything perfectly, and they weren't always good to each other because you know that's human like not like in a perfect world we would all have like therapy we would all know how to handle our emotions we would all be at ad- uh, we would all have adequate responses to what's going on around us and we wouldn't hurt e- others with our reactions but that's not what happens and there was I think what didn't what made it okay <clears throat> for me was that there was growth throughout the book Like, for me, from
0: my perspective. Yeah, I agree. One of our other points was uh, we wish we had seen more Susan and Wren, and then maybe even, like, a book about them. But the more I think about it, the more I don't think I would be able to do that because I love Simon so much, and I just want him to be happy. Um, And I don't think I could deal... I'm just so protective of my favorite characters, and I don't think I could deal with Simon, like, not getting his happily ever after because... I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I love Simon. See, I don't uh, know how
2: I would have felt if I was Simon at the end where Susan came for Rent's death.
1: Thank you, Susan. I've not, seen not a lot of books like that. Like where... How
2: distressed she was about it. And yeah. I know, like, I again, maybe I'm, I'm, not, I'm not well
0: adjusted
2: <clears throat> in my emotions, okay? I'm very well aware of that. <laughs> so I think if I would have been Simon, the whole time I would have been, okay, the guy's dying, and I get it. And the whole time I would have been Oh my God, does she love him more than me? Like,
1: am I just like. So, that's like toxic? the toxic and like, unhealthy part of me is like Simon's thinking, oh, I, I won. <laughs> Ren's <laughs> gone. And now there's no competition for me. I know that's not what he's thinking, but. Yeah,
2: like, Simon if it is too so well adjusted for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Susan and Ren, like,
0: they were each other's, in an ideal world, they were their one true love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. Think that they would have survived in that world i think like susan was too susan she was too city girl too and there's nothing wrong with that it's just it they were never gonna survive i think like all they could ever have was the years that they had and then like at the very end but i think that in the real world simon is her true love like he's the one that's gonna be there and like love her when she's going on all these shopping sprees and things like that like run First of all, didn't have the money to support the live season ones. Like, get your coin, girl. Uh, <laughs> there
3: but was I- also a part in the beginning where she said that she was giving Ren parts of herself and therefore losing herself in the process of being with him. Uh-huh. Which I think it was the opposite with Simon, which I can agree is like him being her true love and in that I, aspect.
0: And I know I said like the same thing earlier, but I, I don't think that simon was necessarily is necessarily a person that needs like a super passionate super strong love like i think he's the type of person and it doesn't make the love that he wants and gets any less Mm -hmm. um he just wanted like a stable like forever love he didn't need the passion and the like Mm -hmm. angst he just needed the home and the happiness and like the coming home to her um and i think it's just very different kinds of love um yeah i know like as i was reading it i kept thinking like oh simon deserves better simon deserves better but i think simon got what he wanted like the life that he got is what he wanted so that's what he deserves like he got the best for him yeah
2: uh, i guess and he, really loved he, and he was aware of what was going on it was like mm-hmm. i think if he would have been lied to that would have been like really bad but he was aware of what all was going. yeah on.
1: i think that's why he even loved susan even more it's because she was so honest with everything that happened with Ren. Yeah, or even it, if, but... if it
3: was in things that she wasn't saying he could still yeah somewhat read her very plainly.
0: A question okay, talking had, a question that we had on our notes was, do you think Susan would have gotten back together yeah. with Ren if Simon didn't exist? And I don't think so. I don't again, no. I think their loves their love was meant for the time when it happened. And it but
1: was- would she have gone back when she found out he was sick? She would have. Uh,
0: I
3: think she yeah. she did. She basically did No, like, well. she would have gone
1: there as soon as she found out. If Had Simon oh. not existed, when she found out Ren was sick, she would have gone back mm-hmm. to live the I rest think... of his life with him. Oh. Because think, it would have oh. been a short period of time.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I think she would have gone back because there was a
3: short period of time. But I also, it's one of those questions of, like... Well, that, except for the I... fact that when she found out, like you said with Kala, they didn't know he was dying. So for all they know, it could have been years, not just a short period mm-hmm. of time.
1: Well, Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it it depends on, Because
3: I mean, my grandma had uh, cancer and dealt with it for six years. That's not a short period.
1: I also think like when Susan first
0: left, she was really angry. And I think that Simon helped her heal from that anger that she felt with Ren, which is why she was able to go back towards the end. And I feel like without Simon or, you know, maybe she would have found another actual therapist but I feel like without Simon, I don't, I don't see her
3: seeing it. I don't see her seeing therapist <laughs> outside of Simon.
0: <laughs> He's doing retail therapy. Um, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> but I feel like without
0: Simon, because it's like in this world without Simon existing, I almost think she still wouldn't have gone back because she still would have been dealing with that anger. And it would have been more of like a Jonah situation where she didn't go back and then regretted it the way Jonah with his dad. Like they had I think she would
3: in. have, but it would have ended up in the same sense that she would get mad at him and leave well, again. Well, see, if in that word, well, Simon doesn't
1: exist
2: and Mabel's dad doesn't die and Ren shows up in Toronto, mm. like, I think something uh, something, something really then- happened.
1: <laughs> Mabel's I, yeah, me. but I don't think they would have lasted. I don't think they were ever meant to last because For of the very way they lived yeah. their life. No. Yeah, I think their love was more, um, like, in the moment and but, not long term. Yeah.
0: But also part of the reason Susan hated Alaska is because like she felt felt like things couldn't grow, and by the time Kella went, things were growing, and like the city had changed. Like now, knowing like the city had had it changed
3: enough for her.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think personally. I think she needed life with city money and city stores, Um, city people. (laughs) Yeah, city raccoons. Huh. but see
2: I, I like the vibe of I, I like the fact that both books in the um, the series like have a lot of supporting characters I think it makes it more yeah I
3: think that the author did a really good job with making very well-rounded supporting characters they almost felt like main characters at times
2: yeah but I, I especially I in the second versions right? yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the interaction it gives it, it allowed us for for us to have more insight in some of the things because since we only have kala's point of view like having her interact with so many people it gives us a little bit of pieces of what's mm-hmm. going on and that like exterior point but
0: what, what were your guys's favorite quotes uh, i'll go first um, this is my favorite quote but now when i'm reading it back i'm a little bit angry about it um <laughs> but it's life it's from agnes and it's uh, life up here may be simple but it's not easy and it's not for everyone water runs out pipes freeze engines won't start it's dark for 18 19 hours a day for months even longer in the far north up here it's about having enough food to eat and enough heat to stay alive through the winter it's about survival and enjoying the company of the people that surround us it's not about whose house is the biggest or who has the nicest coast or the most money we support each other because we're all in this together and i i mark the score as my favorite because i've liked like feel that alaska gave me the community yeah <laughs> but then reading it back i'm like
3: it sort of feels feel like a job at susan
0: <laughs> i susan and just like the city life and in i general, think that's yeah. like unfair because people in all over the world like regardless of where they live like the people that decide what matters not necessarily like what they have i think but I liked it in the moment because it gave me like that Alaska feel. And like when I finished reading this book, I was like, "I'm getting on a plane to Alaska. I'm going over there." <laughs> like that's how I felt. Um, yeah. but I don't know. I like that quote still, but maybe a little less.
2: Mine, the quote <laughs> that stayed with me, it's not necessarily my favorite quote, but it's the one that stayed with me the most, is when Ren is dying, and he says he wished he was anyone else that like he was something else that he was like it just made me very sad and just very tragic for him Uh, so that's the quote that stayed the most with me like I'm not I'm not saying it's like verbatim but like that's it stayed with me
3: when he just said he wishes he was anyone else Yeah, that is mine is from Simon who we all love (laughs) um she is basically talking it out with Simon um and he's kind of helping her see that like she can stay longer if she wants to um and he's kind of talking her through her resentment which is something that I really connected with and he said just remember you can't control him but you can't control how you act towards him which I really liked aside from the fact that she couldn't really control how she acted towards him at that point because he wasn't giving her a lot of oppor- Brad wasn't giving her a lot of opportunity to act a certain way towards him because he was never around but I like the sense that she kind of got that perspective of she can't control how he acts but she can control her reaction to him
2: Simon plagiarized me that I say that a lot to my clients
3: my <laughs> <laughs> patients what about you Amal
2: I, I mean none of it not really, <laughs> yeah.
1: i don't really have a lot but simon said something um and it was uh that wanting someone to be something they're not won't make it happen which is what i think uh, susan was doing with ren that she wanted this change but just because he wants something doesn't mean it'll happen i feel like jonah kind of did that with kella
3: quite a few times
2: I think all of them were doing it with each other, like they had expectations that they were putting upon the other, but they weren't communicating them. I think that's a big, a, a huge thing in this book that they were not the best at communicating their needs and their expectations and even their emotions, which led to a lot of conflict and inner turmoil for a lot of them. Cause i feel like again they, they wouldn't have been a book if they all just sat down at the beginning and they're like let's talk it out um
3: simon why don't you mediate
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there, for the a- fact that there's like hardly any technology there and they are in the dark for so long they do not talk to each other mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> or
3: there's a lot that goes unsaid yeah you don't want to rope the boat when
2: there's like not a lot of people when like there's no escape them. exactly <laughs> they're like oh, let's smile and pretend everything is okay but but yeah no i think i i i think what like again like we should just listen to what simon says and it,
3: <laughs> you know what i just realized so the back of the simple wilds this it says kirkus review said this a master of steamy romance when this is literally fade to black <laughs> I think she hasn't literally said a mouse. Yeah, she has more like spicy books, but just the fact that it's on the back of this one when it's like closed (laughs) or fade to black is really funny to me.
0: I do have one other quote. Um, It is by my favorite character, Bandit. (laughs) 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 We looking <laughs> up raccoon noises i literally like the raccoon noises spelled out because i wanted to be the one to say it i know <laughs> i couldn't find it <laughs> i youtube it um thank you for tuning in to another episode of the book book big society the non-book club as always our episodes come out every tuesday at 9 a.m you can find us on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts podbean <laughs> Really, anywhere you can listen to our podcast. Um, you can listen to us there. Leave us your comments below if we've read some wild series. And if you haven't and still listen, I just want you to know that I appreciate you and you should totally read the series and do not let Amal and Shay deter you. They are amazing. Shay uh, gave it a five. I know what she probably shouldn't have but how much she was reading. <laughs> um, anyways, we're not gonna get back into this. So thank you for, thank you for listening. Like always. Yeah,
1: thanks happy. for listening stay happy <laughs>
0: oh my god and i'm so sorry for screaming uh, stay happy <laughs> stay healthy and stay big bye everyone bye, bye. <laughs>